0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, They talk about the Cowboys every day. You understand there's
1: 31 other NFL teams. How many Major League Baseball teams are there? 30? 30, 32 NHL teams. They only talk about the Cowboys. How about that? They're America's team, and by the way, it's all just marketing. Have you watched the documentary on America's team or the football life? It was just marketing. It was the late 70s. But the football guys didn't like it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome to what we call the second half kickoff, everybody. It is the RP Show, and uh, today just continues to get better and better, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But last hour we had with us from Fan 590 Toronto, host of the Cleveland Browns podcast, Andy McNamara, previewing the NFL draft, taking some NFL questions, and then coming up later on this hour, Jim Lang, He is Canada's foremost expert of the National Football League. Longtime friend of mine, former voice of the Argos, former morning man of Fan 590, now doing the radio thing in York, Ontario. And I said to Jim, as I also said to Tory Gurley, guys, with the NFL, with this $10 billion a year TV contract, have you ever got it figured out? To be the NFL analyst in this country, the top two guys? Oh, yeah. And there are guys? Nice. It's pretty great. As they say, noise. <laughs> noise. <laughs> and why this day has gotten even better, and I'm sure they're watching now, but we had uh, gifts dropped off in the bunker by my alma mater, their Prince Albert Raiders Hockey Club. Oh, boy. And I didn't realize this. You see this puck? Hold up both. Put the cameras on you. To that camera over there. Yeah. Over by Al the intern. We were here. Well, now you've got that one. Um, and both bobbleheads, if you don't mind. This was dropped off by the Raider. Can you hold him in one hand? There you go. Nice move, Dupes. Look at that. That is a Leon Dreisaitl, limited edition. You can't buy these in stores. Bobblehead and Caden Gooley, current star of the Prince Albert Raiders, first-round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. And then those pucks say on them, Rod Peterson Show and DuPont Media, and I didn't even realize this. Here it is. A letter of authenticity from the Prince Albert Raiders, the 2020-21 official 50th season of Raider Hockey Game Puck that accompanies this letter is one of five personalized pucks. The other four will be used in-game during the season. Yeah. This just sends my heart a flutter. So it's staying here. It's staying here on the desk till the end of time. And they came in and hand-dropped it off.
2: I love it. That's cool. That means a lot.
1: Well, this Western Hockey League stuff, I'll be honest, what I'm hearing from the teams in the Dub Hub is we're not getting coverage from anybody else, so thanks for the coverage, and here's the gifts. It doesn't hurt, too, they said, when we see other teams' stuff on your desk, it ticks us off. So
2: it worked. We're not stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It worked. On YouTube, Mark Sports Video says, Checking in from Winnipeg, this is unbelievable. Drew Koser from the Off the Hosel podcast says, How about the golf balls? They're in my briefcase. Thank you, by the way. I can't wait to lose those in the bushes at Deer Valley. Back on point where we were at the end of hour one. We're talking about some Rough Riders greats here today. Rob Bagg going into the Queens University Hall of Fame. Can't wait till he goes into the Plaza of Honor here in Saskatchewan. But John Chick, another, and he's not just a Rider alum, played with the Tie Cats, the Eskimos. He has been under fire for his anti-COVID and now anti-vaccination rants. And I think it's just a little too much. But that's just my opinion. Jeff, the Stamps fan, where did it go here? He says, you can't have an opinion if it is against the beliefs of the social media gods and their disciples. Until our governments have the courage and, quite frankly, the integrity to treat these platforms as a utility, this is how it will be. Are we in an era, Darren, where the the guys like John Chick and Theo Fleury and these guys that just have their views are going to get canceled forever, or will it ever start to swing back? You see Joe Rogan, very popular podcast host in the States, uh, UFC announcer, former star of news radio, the sitcom that nobody remembers. Right. He said 21-year-olds shouldn't have to get vaccinations in America because you're healthy enough. As I read this morning, statistically, he's right. But it's like you literally have to own your own show and be your own boss, and even then you could get canceled. Still, if somebody went after your sponsors, are we, are we going down this road forever,
2: or is it ever going to do a U-turn and come
1: back a little bit?
2: I wonder. It, the pendulum always ends up in the middle, Right. I mean, you let it go. It always swings one way, swings back, and then eventually it ends up where it should. Can I tell you how long that's going to take? I can't. Because we're in the cancel culture and it's all fine. Eventually, we're going to be tired of that and there's going to be resistance and it's going to swing back the other way and it's going to go too far and we're going to hate that and eventually, hopefully, we'll settle somewhere in the middle where we probably should. right? Right now, if you're not left or right, you know, you just there's you have to be extreme left or extreme right. You're not allowed to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully I see a day where we where we can be in the middle. And that's where happiness actually lies. Well, that's where I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting my vaccine. I'm tired of arguing
1: with people. Then I want to travel and I want to get sports rolling again because the government's not budging in this country. We found that out. So anyways, back on track to happier things. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is which which NHL team is the best fit for Patrick Waugh next year? And Darren, I actually meant to spend more time on this last hour than we did, so let's spend a little more time on it. Now, here are the options that we came up with in our morning coffee meeting before the show. Buffalo, obviously, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Montreal, which is, to me, the obvious fit, the only place he should go. Three, Winnipeg, and the only reason we put Winnipeg in there is I have Jets people writing me saying Winnipeg. Like Jets fans. And four, other. And the first comment that came in on other was from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Red Deer that said uh, Columbus. And I get that. In our bottom five last week, we had Columbus as the 31st team in the NHL. Worse than Buffalo. So yeah, maybe we should have put Columbus in the top three there. But hey, Winnipeg was just...
2: Fun to put in there. You see A.J. Jakubik's reply? Yes. Read it. He thinks he'd be a great fit on the uh, NHL and TNT team as a panelist. So that's a good fit for him, too. Montreal is leading on Facebook, obviously. I think that's the sentimental choice. I think we'd all love to see it. That'd be the story, right? <laughs> he wins in 93, and then he brings them a cup back, right, as a coach. That would be a really nice story I don't want to
1: see a well on TV. Mike Babcock... Babs looks good on TV. (laughs) I'm enjoying Mike Babcock on the NHL on NBC panel very much so. Uh, Patrick Waugh belongs on an NHL bench. And for that matter, so too probably does Babs. Yeah. But I saw somebody write on Twitter today, oh, you want a coach that yells and screams? How do you know? You've never been in the room with him. Do you want to win? Because I would hire Patrick Waugh for that. Can we give him the opportunity to learn for what happened in Colorado? He was innovating the game. He had a career well above 500 record in Colorado. I think he's learned. I would like to think he's mellowed. That happens when we tend to get a little older, which is where I think Patrick Y is. He certainly proved himself with the Quebec, Quebec Rampart. That's right. I think Montreal's where he's got to go. But here's the other thing, and I will get to your comments because there's some great ones coming in. I apologize for that. But here in the second half kickoff, it's more about us in our opinions, and I just want to say that it's interesting that Patrick Waugh, I don't know how he did it, but apparently he just publicly declared he wants back in the NHL.
2: Did he write a letter to the editor?
1: How do you do that? Because it's like, Chris Jones, Chris Jones. When his contract was expiring with the Cleveland Browns, he tweeted, hey, I'm available. More to Edmonton than anybody else. But he just declared he's available. Is that a thing? Put yourself out there. Has it always been a thing or is this a new thing? Do you need to do that? Why would Patrick Waugh not pick up the phone and call Mark Bergevin and say, Hey, Mark, I'm interested in your job.
2: Nobody would need to know. I know. So what, 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 what's the end game on declaring yourself available? It's a PR move, right? And you get a PR company to start leaking this out you know, to the draggers and and the insiders and the news outlets and the teams. And then all of a sudden, you know, Montreal might have known and it'd be in their best interest to know. I mean, that's what you do, right? That's your job in development and scouting, right? You got to know who's coming available, who might be interested, guys on your radar. And maybe they're thinking, look, if Dominic Ducharme doesn't win here, maybe he goes back to being an assistant. Patrick Waugh's our plan to be the coach. That would be a great story. But now all of a sudden Patrick Waugh's name's out there publicly and Montreal's like, oh boy. This is happening. We better grab them quick because somebody else might. And that might be Waz's game all along to say, look, it, they're sitting on the fence because of the Deschamps thing. No, we're going to put our name out there to say, look, it, if you want me, take me. You know, it's a PR move. Well,
1: of course, but I, that's why I said I wanted to spend more time on this. And producer Clark has told me that Jim Lang is logged in for our next segment. And I want Jim's opinion on this when he comes in. And from our viewers, Andrew Stoot, a Habs fan says I think his agent made it known that Rawa wants back in. However you do it. Yeah. I mean, isn't everybody available for the right price? Isn't
2: everybody? Why do you have to declare this? Who's not available? You start shopping around though and it drives the price up. Like Oh, I'm not saying this
1: isn't a good move. I'm just saying I don't ever really remember this I, no. being a thing until now. Yeah, Chris Jones it. did it. Rawa has done it. Everybody knows Gerard Gallant's available. He didn't need to hold a news conference. That's right. From William May and Lloyd, he says, you burn the bridge too many times, you'll be sitting on the sidelines for a long time. Well, maybe Roy has served his penance in Quebec, where incidentally, he would have also been very well paid. He doesn't need the money, my God. He played in the 90s and early 2000s. It's not about money either, by the way, and it never should be about money. See, ah, I love how Canadians are getting into this. Oh, yeah,
2: in a big, From big way.
1: From Crosby Fan on YouTube says there's too much drama with Roa, and he doesn't exactly have a proven track record at the NHL level. The Habs don't need the media circus that is Roa. He's a loose cannon. I think you are 100% right. Absol- he, he nailed it. But do you want to win? Because right now you're just fledgling along. Like an injured duckling with Dominic Ducharme. Rawal's going to come in there with fire, and he's going to win. He wins everywhere he goes. So do you want to win, or do you want the nice guy that just fits into your little mold and not going to cause any waves?
2: Can I pull the curtain back, Wizard of Oz style? Of course. TML Crosby fan? Yeah. That's our intern, Rachel. That's Rachel? That's Rachel. Sorry, Rach, for outing you. How
0: about that?
2: That's her, her picture's on there,
1: so it's hard to see. It's small when it comes up. There's your next column, Rachel, for RodPeterson.com. Take uh, Fruits. Watching on YouTube says, does Zerowah change his attitude as a coach in Montreal? That's what the interview process is for. That's what Mark Bergevin will ask him in the interview. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Molson. The owner probably would be looped in on this. Have you changed, Patrick? What have you learned since you got fired in Colorado? My God, it would be the first question, I would think. By the way, Dan Croft's uh, writing in. Crofty says, been busy this week, missed a couple shows. Any news on the CFL season uh, start date and plan? Zero, Crofty. Nothing since Wednesday. When we know, you'll know. Yeah, when we know, you'll know. Nothing new on the CFL scene. I'm moving on from vaccination talk, so thanks for playing, everybody. It's too much of a downer, and you can get that the other 22 hours out of the day. I'm not talking about it here. From another intern of ours, Alan Lee, writes in. He says, like the million-dollar man always says, everyone has a price. Ha, 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 ha. Do you know what his real name is? The million-dollar man? It's Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Did I ever tell you the story of meeting him in the bowels of the Brand Center? Back when it was called the Agrodome? Him, Bam Bam Bigelow, Vince McMahon. Trying to remember who all was done. Big John Studd, I believe, was there. Those are names I haven't heard in a while. Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely. We were packing up for a road trip to go somewhere, and the WWF was that night performing in the Agrodome. I didn't want to go on the road trip. I'm like, you guys go along without me. I'll stay here and watch the WWF tonight. Razor Ramon. Oh, Toothpick. Oh, yeah. The women just swooned over Razor Ramon. I know. Um, I just, I'll never forget. It. I think I told this story on the air a while back. There was a lady, a tailor, that was fitting Vince McMahon. She had the tape out. The guy's guns are like this big. Vince McMahon is huge. Oh, yeah. think, think there might be some uh, HGH involved there. <laughs> some PED? Is that the cream or the clear? <laughs> Paul Figler's watching from the three-down nation. Figgy, the brains behind the outfit from Red Deer, Alberta. He says, how many interns do you guys have? We literally can't keep up. We take them
2: all, don't we? Whoever asks. Yeah, we try to. How many do we have? Three? Well, two right now. Well, three right now. We yeah. Three and two more coming in the fall. Oh, boy. But they're all getting paid. I believe. Or some are going to be getting paid.
1: <clears throat> Sorry to put you on the spot there. Yeah.
2: Um, each, oh, this each is program's awesome. different.
1: From Gino DiPaoli watching in Okotoks, Alberta. He says, I think you need to have some wrestling personalities on the show now. Adnan Verk, Canadian voice, now the play-by-play man for Monday Night Raw. Do you really call it a play-by-play guy for pro wrestling? He's reading. It's his... more like an announcer. Read the script, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, From Habs for Life in Vancouver says, I don't want to lose Ducharme, though. Would he retake an assistant coach's role? This is all up to Dominic Ducharme in these Stanley Cup playoffs with how well the Blue Blanc Rouge plays in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's up to Dominic
2: Ducharme, I think. And Mark Bergevin. I'm sure they've had the conversation. And this is, if I'm Mark Bergevin, this is the conversation with Dominic Ducharme when he comes in as head coach. It's like, hey, we're going to put you in interim role. Give you this opportunity. But look, we think you're our future as coach. We like what you're doing. We want to move you back to assistant coach. We'll do a full search. Maybe you'll be part of it. But if not, we're going to put you back in this role and keep grooming you to be the next guy. Yeah. Right. So at least there's the expectation set. Jim
1: Clubber Lang joins us next. Canada's foremost expert on the National Football League, but also a multiple best-selling author. With the Leafs and Habs getting after it tonight, he'll get some have some thoughts on that too. So stick around. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. YouTube and Facebook live daily and 24-hour sports talk for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at EarthEchoFoods.com slash MinuteMedia. Follow us on Twitter at the Danette May and at Earth Echo Foods.
0: Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody, on this uh, Wednesday morning. Afternoon for those of you out in eastern Canada. It's episode number 473 of the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show. And it's an exciting day. We've had gifts brought in uh, today for the Prince Albert Raiders. Leon Dreisaitl and Caden Gooley bobbleheads brought in today by the Raiders. Love it. We'll show you those more later. Let's bring in uh, Jim Lang now. Let's get Jim Lang on my screen. Canada's foremost NFL expert. How are you doing, Jimbo? Nice haircut.
3: Thank you. Well, my wife did that. Because everything shut down in Ontario, and, and I was looking uh, a little ragged. I am trying to be professional for the Rod Peterson show, and she got the clippers and uh, worked her magic. Pretty good, eh?
1: She did a very good job, and I'm glad that you didn't go full COVID. Like, like that's so 2020. You actually got a haircut. So good. I'm proud of you, Jim. I
3: hey. can't. I can't deal with messy hair.
1: I know. Hey, before we go any further and we'll get into the NFL talk in a moment, you saw how the viewers were loving the Patrick Waugh story. I want your thoughts on that and where he may be going and how he just declared himself available. Has that been going on for years? That seems like a new thing for somebody to do that.
3: Okay, here's what I have to know about Patrick Waugh. He is hockey and winning 24-7. And this is a story that was told to me about Adam Foote and his time with Colorado Patrick Waugh and him were roommates, and I think it was their first or second year in Colorado. And I think they were in Calgary. Adam Foote made a mistake, led to a game-winning goal. They get in the plane. They fly to the next city. It's 3 in the morning, and all of a sudden, Adam Foote is shaken awake by Patrick Waugh, light on, and Waugh's got a notepad and a pen and diagramming all the mistakes he made and how he can fix it. And that's Patrick Waugh. Three in the morning, let's wake up a Hall of Fame caliber all-star defenseman and say, this is what you did wrong, and this is how we can be better. And the other thing you have to take into account, and you guys alluded to Mark Bergevin, there is going to be a massive power struggle in Montreal with the francophone media and the anglophone media between Bergevin and Patrick Waugh. Both Quebec natives, both francophones, both the same age, came up in the minor hockey and elite AAA hockey and junior hockey system in Quebec. At the same time, however, one was a journeyman, and one is an all-time great Hall of Famer. And the power of Patrick Waugh's personality, you have to wonder if Bergevin would be a little concerned about losing his job. You hire Patrick Waugh, he may just push you out.
1: Okay, I get that, but do you want to win? I don't know. I'll never be the general manager of an organization. I would hire the guy to win, but it reminds me in CFL circles of Edmonton Eskimos, Ed Hervey, Chris Jones, coaches on Jones staff said, if those two could have got along, we'd won 10 great cups, but they just couldn't get along. So it's kind of a similar thing you're saying, I'm guessing.
3: Absolutely. I mean, look at a desperate team like Buffalo, who's so far off the rails, they're barely an AHL team. But why wouldn't they give a blank check to Patrick Watt and say, what would you take? Just whatever you want. You'll run the show. You can pick it. You pick your staff, pick anything. We just need to get a winning attitude in here. Because I mean, it's, I mean, Jack Eichel looks lost. Everyone is hurt. I mean, I mean, it's sad to watch the Buffalo Sabres at one time were a really competitive perennial playoff team, how far they've fallen off. And in a team like that, wh- why wouldn't you give Patrick Waugh and say, here, the Pagoulas have the money. That's not an issue with the Pagoula family. So here, what do you need? And just get out of his way and let him build it. The problem in Montreal, Trying to get out of the way of Jeff Molson and Mark Bergevin and the fans and the media is not as simple as it is in another city. That is a challenge always when you're coaching the Montreal Canadiens. It's like the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Yankees. It's the same level when it comes to all the outside noise when you're coaching that team because it's never just you and the players, ever.
1: Okay, well, I will just leave people with this. If you don't hire the best person because you feel threatened by that person, you will be doomed to mediocrity and never win.
3: I, I'm not going to disagree, Rod. I'm just saying that's, that's got to be consideration. And, I mean, some teams think like that. Some GMs think like that, and depending on who they hire. Now, if you think, I'm not scared. I'm confident in my abilities. Hey, I need to win. I don't care how big the coach's personality is. I'll put my ego aside, hire him, let him do his job. And if the team wins, then I win. But
1: uh ding, 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 way. ding, 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 ding. Yes. But again, not everybody's as secure in themselves. So to the National Football League. I watch ESPN every morning. It's been delicious. For the last three months, they've been talking draft talk, but this week it's really bubbling. Mm-hmm. So how how excited are you on round one eve? I'm
3: very excited. I mean, the, the first two picks to me are pretty much a slam dunk with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. then after that, things do get interesting. And there's already talk about the Atlanta Falcons were in heavy conversation with Detroit to trade down to seven and Detroit would trade up and get number four. But apparently the asking price was too high. Now, if I'm Atlanta, you were dead last in the NFL past defense, averaging almost 300 yards a game against. And you're thinking about drafting a tight end, another offensive player. It makes no sense. I would trade down. Patrick Sertain the second an outstanding pro level cornerback out of Alabama is sitting there just outside the top 10. So trade down get Sertain at maybe 10 or 11 and then you get extra picks in the second or third round I think Atlanta has to be thinking defense when they can't stop anybody Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are now running the franchise if they just keep throwing more offense out there it's great you can score points but if you're giving up 300 yards a game in the air it, especially in that division i just can't see how they're ever going to be successful so you have to start thinking team not just best player available sometimes in the draft it, it makes sense that the jaguars and jets would go quarterback it makes sense that cincinnati's getting an offensive lineman to pick a burrow and the dolphins would get lamar chase at lsu to give to another weapon but to me it only makes sense Atlanta who can't stop anybody or dead last in defense when it comes to defending the pass. would they have to get someone in defense or a cornerback, especially like certain the second, but to get a tight end, then you just, why not just trade down and get the defensive player and get extra picks. That's, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they know they think they know what they're doing, but it, to me, it's going to blow up and some teams going to get certain the second and he's going to be a potential yearly lockdown corner who's great at shutting down the pass and Atlanta's going to keep giving up bomb after bomb week after week?
1: Jim, you've covered multiple Super Bowls, obviously multiple drafts. Uh, last hour Andy McNamara, your good friend uh, was with us and he predicted quite a few trades on uh, Thursday night for round 1. Why why do they not make these trades in advance? Why does it happen on the floor? Well, it'd be virtually this year I think, but why did why why do they not do it in advance?
3: uh a lot of it is it's it's pressure you have the 10-minute window and now it's they're playing poker they are throwing down a couple of aces on the table and bluffing you to see whether or not you can beat their hand so I find on draft day especially in the NFL it's about to be your pick you know so-and-so say Detroit's on the clock you're Carolina and then the Dallas Cowboys call you with a trade you've got seconds maybe a couple minutes to make a decision. So all of a sudden, you're drilling your pressure, you have all your scenarios, and then bang, the trade goes through, trades are made. I think the the enormity of the moment of the first round, the pressure, the 10 minutes, the pomp and circumstance, it does add to the to the pressure. I, I mean, I, I mean, you think about trade deadline day in the NHL, you've got a couple weeks to the deadline. If you know you want to pick up a defenseman, from the Colorado Avalanche and you're the Montreal Canadiens, you could do it a week before the deadline, but it seems a lot of these deals are done on deadline day. I think for a lot of the same reason, realize, hey, if we don't make the deal, we're, gonna, we're not going to get this player and we could miss the playoffs. So for a lot of teams, they're like, hey, I need to make this deal because I want to draft that player. So let's do it on, on, on draft day.
1: From uh, Alan, the intern, our intern, one of our interns, the Asian sensation. He says, hey, Jim, who do you think <laughs> Who do you think the 49ers should pick? I want to say Justin Fields because he seems like a surefire pick. Lance hasn't played, so that's a red flag. There you go, Alan. I like your analysis on that, talking about Trey Lance from NDSU. Who goes number three?
3: Well, I, I agree with the intern because he only, Trey only played one game last year. That's one football game at North Dakota State. And Justin Fields, who's as big as Lance, both 6'3", over 200 pounds, played eight games, went to a national championship game, is a more polished player, as far as I'm concerned. And that extra experience at that age, at that level, does make a big difference. And I know Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco's, they alluded yesterday and the day before, trying to convince everyone they're looking at five different quarterbacks, potentially with that third pick overall and trying to play coy. uh, Mac Jones of Alabama being the other one they're also throwing out there. But to me, Justin Fields would make total sense there. And he's physical and strong, and he's got experience. He's coming from a big program at Ohio State. And then that has to be, there's a reason all those great defensive players come out of Alabama, because you're playing for a great coach, you're playing in a great program, and you're all in a seemingly in a national championship game every year thanks to coach Saban so your players are so polished coming out of college in the NFL the transition isn't as steep so I'm not saying Justin Fields wouldn't need some seasoning and maybe have to work his way into it and but if I was San Francisco I would go Fields over Lance just because he's got that so much more game experience from last year Lance barely played at all
1: you know I just you're following the coverage how about all the conjecture and consternation around Kyle Shanahan's comments. You've seen them when asked if Jimmy Garoppolo will be on his roster by Sunday. You saw it, right? And Shanahan, yeah. the head coach of the 49ers said, I can't guarantee that anybody's even going to be alive on Sunday. What annoys me, because Jimmy, you've been around football people your whole life like me, sports people, really. All the pundits in the media are saying, what does he mean by that? What does he mean? TSN anchors are saying that ESPN anchors. I'm like, what he's saying is there are no guarantees. That's what he's saying. It's not a slap to Jimmy Garoppolo. In my mind, unless I completely misread it, but he's like, don't ask me what's going to happen Sunday. The world could blow up by Sunday. Is that not what he's saying?
3: I I, I couldn't agree more. And let's face it, there has been uh, ample evidence over the last number of years in the NFL teams drafting high-round players and quarterbacks and deciding pretty soon afterwards they're not the right quarterback for us. That happened. And, you know, everyone thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the next big thing He's you know, the handsome archetypal quarterback. But if Shanahan and the 49ers are going, that's not the one for us. And he's not the right player and right quarterback for us. And we need to draft this player for it. That's the business of the NFL. I mean, I mean, the old saying, it's not for long and it's true. And there's, that's the cruelty of the sport and the cruelty of the contracts is if they don't feel you are the right player for that position to make the team a champion, they will tra- draft someone else, trade someone else, and release you in a heartbeat. They don't care. They have no feeling about that, and it's a business. And and part of the other problem is, Rod, is at this point, as you said, the last three months, play, you know, the pundits and the reporters and anchors are so talked out, they're overanalyzing everything. At this point, teams are in lockdown mode. Uh, Sean McVay of the Rams actually has a bed in his personal war room because they're they're not they're not doing anything. They don't want to talk to anybody. They can't. It's all insular right now because there's so much riding on the line in the draft, and they can't allow anything to leak out. They don't want any outside noise. So they're just preparing, preparing, doing their own mock drafts, going over every possible scenario. They're doing the same thing other fans are doing. That the other teams are going. Well, what if Denver trades up to this pick, or what if Dallas does this? So they have to have five or six different contingencies at the ready. Cause that clock is ticking your 10 minutes that if this happens, we'll they'll pick one of these players and have their draft card in and ready. But uh, I wouldn't know the Shanahan thing is exactly what you said. Cause there's no predictions and there's certainly no guarantees in the NFL.
1: There's no guarantees in life as we all know. And, uh, Yeah, and let me just say this, Jim. Your column, by the way, the guys were all raving about it, how awesome it was at rodpeterson.com, your draft preview. We're excitedly anticipating your draft review. But um, all this hype, dumb question here maybe, but is it too much? You said it yourself. It's talked out. They've been going hard for three months. Like what else is left to say about this draft?
3: Yeah, I think it is all talked out this year because of – the pandemic and sports is so different now rod um you know a lot of the sports that maybe other networks and other reporters would be focused on they just they're not happening you know stuff's getting canceled stuff's getting postponed we have no fans a game so now there's even more time to get ready for the nfl draft and more time to look into uh who's going to do what and how this player is going to work out uh, i worry about mel kuiper jr that He's going to need oxygen just to get through draft night because he's been talking so much over the last few weeks. Um, But I think that's a part of it is there's just, there's so much more attention on the draft this year because of COVID, because of the pandemic. And I I I just, all I know is I'm just set aside the time I get to the night of the draft and I, I look forward to it. I look forward to the the rituals, the booing, the reaction of the fans, (laughs) um, The teams that overreact, the fans that overreact about picks, because that's the one thing fans and media can think they know. But at the end of the day, the only people that know are the coaching staff and the player personnel staff in their respective war room. They have their own little world that is so separate than everyone else. That's why you really, it's hard to predict too much at a draft outside of maybe a couple obvious picks. That's just the way it is because they have their own little formula they do uh, their own analytics, they have their own scouts, their own evaluation, they have their own specific needs on draft day that maybe fans are overlooking. And they may think internally, we need to draft this player or this kind of player because they're not just looking ahead to the next season, but the next few seasons. And, you know, I mean, I look at a team like Miami and with two picks in the first round, two picks in the first 18 picks, and they have a lot of options there. And any team like that that has multiple first-round picks that could be a player, and that's teams to watch out for for potential trades if they got multiple first-round picks. They uh, they really are sitting in a good position. Teams have to come to them, and it's for those teams that multiple picks, it's a, it's a seller's market.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, as you say, it's drama. It's theater. We'll uh, order a pizza and watch it beginning Thursday night and through the weekend. Jim, thanks as always. Glad to have you on the team. Go Leafs tonight. Loving it. All right, awesome. Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert. How long, Clark, can I squeeze in the curling report, or should I take a break? Yeah, I I can. The opening practice session... The curling reports for Verge Ag, by the way, Verge Agriculture. The opening practice session at the LGT World Women's Curling Championship was canceled on Tuesday, one day after the World Curling Federation announced that two positive COVID-19 cases had been identified in pre-competition screening. All 14 teams were originally scheduled to practice today at the Mark and McPhail Center to prepare for the start of round robin play on Friday in the curling bubble. The initial positive result was discovered in day zero testing during a pre-competition quarantine period last friday the second positive case was identified on sunday there was no immediate word on which team was affected the world curling federation said all other tests since teams arrived in calgary have returned negative results Kerry anerson's manitoba-based team will represent canada at the world championship the foursome was already in the bubble along with several top international teams to compete in this month's Grand Slam events. The Curling Report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at VergeAg.com. We'll be right back after this. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at RodPeterson.com.
0: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob.
1: Welcome back to the RP Show. Boy, are we having a lot of fun today. We got some business to take care of, uh, and a sports update coming up. But I gotta say this first. If you enjoy playing the NHL Fantasy Contest on DraftKings and FanDuel, or possibly you want to learn how to play Daily Fantasy NHL, we encourage you to sign up for the Peterson Playoff Special at universityofpucks.com. If you don't use any advice and information for the NHL, you don't win. It's that simple. At Pucks U, they teach you how to become a winner. It is the best deal in fantasy sports. $20 to sign up. For RP Show viewers, visit universityofpucks.com. All the information you need on the National Hockey League for your betting advice, Pucks you. Everybody thinks I'm swearing when I say that, and I'm actually not. (laughs) Pucks University. The website is universityofpucks.com. Go check it out. What do you got to lose? Other than money. It's pretty great, though.
2: Yeah. Not at their site. You're not going to lose your money on their site. No. They're giving you value. I'm just saying, you're going to
1: spend your money on betting anyways. Why not drop 20 bucks on universityofpucks.com? To make sure you're good at and it. And making an educated bet. Yes. Sports update. Canada hits the ice tonight in Texas for its second game at the Under-18 Men's Hockey Championship. The Canadians take on Latvia. One night after opening the 10-nation tournament with a 12-1 route against Sweden, Captain Shane Wright had a hat trick in the win. Connor Bedard had one assist. Our Connors better. The Canucks and Senators face off again tonight in Ottawa in one of seven NHL games. It's the fourth meeting in seven days between the two clubs. Ottawa won two of the first three, including a 2-1 victory over Vancouver Monday. In what could be a first-round playoff preview, the Montreal Canadiens welcome the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Toronto currently sits first in the Scotia North division and would be seated against fourth place Montreal in the playoffs. Should they open today? The Winnipeg Jets are hoping for some redemption tonight when they host the Edmonton Oilers for the second time in three nights. Edmonton embarrassed Winnipeg 6-1 on Monday in a game that had Connor McDavid record his third Hattie of the season. The win also leapfrogged the oil over the Jets for second in the North. Again, TSN. Three has it in our region tonight and Sportsnet West. Lefty Stephen Matz will try and improve to 5-0 tonight when the Blue Jays host the Washington Nationals in Dunedin. Matz has been a solid addition for Toronto after coming over from the Mets in the offseason. He's won his first four starts to go along with a 2.31 ERA. The sports update for DubNetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, DubNetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G protein bars, order yours today, G2GBars.ca. RP Show viewers get twenty percent
2: off with the promo code RP Show. What up, dupes? I'm just uh, enjoying the day. And uh, When are you going to start using your headphones, your new ones, on the show, or are you going to continue to be wired? No, I'm going to continue to be wired on the show. Um, but I've been using these. See if you want to do it now. Um, yeah. I've been, they sent us these. Jabra sent us these headphones, um, and they're awesome. I started using these for a few days. I've never had wireless earbuds, and you got there's a pair for you. So you're going to have to start How about that? checking them out. But these they, they call these the Elite 85 T's. But they're awesome. Like, so you'll see me in my office. I use them for every phone call, yes, music, do. running. I didn't like My biggest fear is that I'm going to lose them. But they come in a little case in here, too. Like, there's a case. And, I mean, open it. They are Show awesome. Show the world. Tell the world, and, Johnny. Look at this. So they're in a case. My biggest fear is losing them. But I haven't lost them yet. They don't fall out of my ears. Can we put the comment up from Habs for Life on YouTube, please? They just s- come in. Yeah, they sound great, Jabra, and I saw that they have these at uh, at Best Buy. So, uh, and they're uh, high quality. So, well, here's the thing.
1: Unlike you, I
2: despise talking on the phone.
1: I despise it. I generally only talk to people that are genetically linked to me. Right, and even then, I'm not that big of a fan. You're on the phone all the time. You love it. So I'm usually calling when I'm driving. So I got to hook through my dash. Mm -hmm. But I've been doing a ton of podcast
2: interviews lately. And I think it would be a lot better if I use the Jabra headphones. The audio is great. I've been using it for the Zoom calls too. And uh, it's funny when as soon as I open them up, the best thing, as soon as I open them up and put them in my ears, I hear it say connected. It's already connected to my phone the second they're in my ears. So all of my phone uh, sound comes right in and Jabra. They're slick, man. They're select.
1: available at Best Buy. Some troller writes in on YouTube and says he's not even wearing them now. It's because you don't have a Bluetooth in your headphone jack over there. Yeah, it has our headphone to be wired. jack
2: is not Bluetooth. It has to be wired. Um, so it works for my phone, my computer. We'll be back with Overtime and a fun
1: viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. It is overtime. So many people's favorite part of the show is overtime. Is that because it's almost over? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, I'm talking about the viewers, but I'm a little disappointed. One of my very close and dear personal friends, Peanut Butter Pete, has dropped off some pizzas here. Can we go to the full shot here? Uh-huh. I got One of those has got to be the Tower special. special, I would think, my fave. The bottom one's Tower Special, Clark says. Did you order these, Clark? Or was it just, they just, just cook something up. Okay. So Peanut Butter Pete came and dropped these off in the lobby. The owner, proprietor of uh, Willie's Tap House and the Tower restaurant. Then he left. So I texted him. I said, how far gone are you? Come back. want to see you. So we might have a big pizza party after it with it's, Peanut Butter Pete. I hope so. After the show. Don't just show up and drop off pizzas. At least wave and... Say hi. Yeah, exactly. We'll have some pizza with us. Although I said to my wife, you know the pink drink? Yes. I'm down legit sixteen pounds. But then I ate pizza for three consecutive days. Not down sixteen pounds. Today we'll make four out of five days of pizza eating for me. I could eat it every day. You know, people are asking What is going on with the screen today? People are what asking. What is going on?
2: Yeah, I know. Well people are Are ask, we good? <laughs> people are asking me about pink drink now. Because of you posting it. Yeah. So they're like, is it real? Is he actually down? You're there every day. I can attest to it. Mm-hmm. Actually down. I feel like the Millennium Falcon has uh, taken a left
1: turn on our boys back here. It's, it's out of their turbulence. One something. of those days. Yeah. I got you guys. I know. It's not the operators. It's the equipment. That's my sense anyways. Oh, so it is somebody screwing up. Okay. That from Bryn.
0: How about that?
1: Well, I'm glad that they're laughing about it. (laughs) Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York says, does Pizza Pops know that you're cheating on them with regular pizza? They don't mind, man. It's all pizza. It's all one big family. As long as you're eating
2: pizza, that's the main thing. I think Pizza Pops isn't expecting you to eat Pizza Pops 10 days, five days a week. I could, though. But you could. (laughs) I absolutely could. Uh, From
1: Justin Fendelet on YouTube. Great show, Hot Rod. In the meantime, and in between time, this has been another edition of Stampede Wrestling. I threw that in at the end. He didn't say that. Jennifer Illingworth says, Pat, season's over. I enjoyed Smitty's Hattie. Canadian boys are just destroying already. Vladdy with a grand slam. Jets and oil tonight. Go Oilers! Have a great day, everyone. That's a very Trenton (laughs) Norway-esque
2: comment. I was just going to say. Is that his burner account? (laughs) I like it. Jennifer's, she's game.
1: Some big games tonight. Leafs and Habs. Oilers, Jets. Listen, you and Clark take the Leafs and Jets. We got it. So the Leafs and Habs. I got it. I'll cover the Jets and the Orders, and we'll all come back here tomorrow and talk about it. It's great. And by the way, uh, tomorrow, we still have lots of time today, but coming up tomorrow, we will be previewing the National Football League draft, specifically round one, with our director of scouting, Craig Smith. And also, John Murphy, the Toronto Argonauts director of player personnel, who you can follow on Twitter at DraftJM. Murph just gets all geeked up yeah. over the NFL draft for obvious reasons. He's doing shows all over America, Murph, oh, yeah. on the NFL draft. And speaking of, now would be the time to get your bets in with Come On Official. Let's have a look at that graphic, guys, for your first round NFL draft odds. Here they go. Darren, it's right in front of you. Why don't you read it? You can see the screen better than me.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we're pretty sure the top two quarterbacks are going to be, so we're not going there. But Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, those are the three. And we're not sure if they're going to drop, where they're going to end up. So you've got the options there, San Francisco, um, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Falcons. This is a the Lions. fun bet to make. It so, come on, this yeah, is fun. This is fun. Where do you think these guys are going to go? So when you're doing your mock drafts, put a little cheese on it, and you can see huh. uh, the draft odds there. Mac Jones, where does he end up? Anywhere from San Francisco, New England, Denver, or Detroit. Um, you can have some fun with this one at, uh, at Come On. This stuff makes the draft even more exciting, too. So. Put a little action on it. And let us know who you bet. Let us know where you've uh, picked these guys to go, because uh, we can kind of hold you to it, see if you, see if you were right. <laughs> Tweet and
1: tag us. You can place your wagers at ComeOn.com or download the official app. By the way, join now for a 100% bonus up to $1,500 for new accounts. ComeOn.com. What else we got here? Uh, Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto says, where did it go? Tomorrow, more Argos. How about that? With Murph.
2: Of course, we'll get some Boatman talk in there with Murph. Where are we going to go? I know we're in the last couple of minutes. Where are we going to go on those Montreal uh, CBL team names? Because <laughs> Alan, our intern, on that. had the late horse uh, in what the is uh, race, the uh, Montreal Moose, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That came up from our intern, Allen, And we got the mascot already, the Montreal Moose. That that would have my bet, obviously. Michael Alley's
1: watching in Los Angeles. He says, I think the NHL should keep the All-Canada Conference after COVID. We're going to have to carry that over to tomorrow. We're all in agreement the Scotia North Division should carry on past this year, are we not? It would be great. I think we all – and by the way, I f- –
2: I did a 180 on that because I didn't think so. I don't. They've sold me on it. I know. We talked about Vancouver, Edmonton, going to the Pacific, playing against Vegas and Anaheim and L.A. I, I don't want to lose Toronto versus Edmonton or Winnipeg versus Edmonton. Yeah. I don't want to lose
1: those games. Shouldn't have to. As long as I can see Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Every game. We're good. By the way, Joe Booney, he's your buddy, isn't he, Clark? Joe Booney. Joe Booney. He has written in and says, breaking news, the Denver Broncos are acquiring quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers. We've had Robert Vanstone, Esquire, watching all program long from the Regina Leader Post and Post Media. That's his team, the Denver Broncos. How do we feel about that move, RV? Teddy Bridgewater, largely, moderately successful.
2: Moderately successful.
1: Would I not be correct on that? Names for the Montreal C-E-B-L team. As we go way back to the start, it was point two. We got the Montreal Smoked Wheat Meats. They're having a name-the-team contest for the Montreal C-E-B-L expansion team. The Montreal Maroons, Expos, Nordiques, the Wave. That would be my vote. The Madness, the Moose, the Mavericks, the Hosers, the Machine, the Crash, the Emeralds, the Fire. Keep it going. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain,
3: noon Eastern.
2: Nerds!
3: Who get it done.